Welcome to Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. Coming to you from Oakland, California, I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Before I begin today's episode, I wanted to ask for your help with something. If you listen on iTunes, you've probably seen their list of podcasts designated as COVID-19 essential listening. I've reached out to Apple to ask them to include Shelter in Place on that list, but I need your help. If you could take a moment to go to iTunes, rate Shelter in Place, and write a quick review of what you like about the show, I would be so grateful. Today is my birthday. The party that we put on the calendar months ago is decidedly canceled. There will be no cake, at least not unless I make it, which is fine. I've always been more of an ice cream and cookies girl anyway. We're taking a half day off from school for the kids, but in most ways, today will be a lot like every other day. But I want to celebrate anyway, because even though my husband Nate lost his job last week and our family lost a dream we've been planning for 17 years, losses I talked about in episode 35 if you missed it, it's also been a week of little victories. At the beginning of this week, I invited you to join me for a week-long challenge. Every day this week, I've asked you to give yourself permission to dream big, crazy dreams about what the future could look like and write them down. Then, find some way to genuinely express your gratitude to someone else. If you haven't sent me your stories about how this has been for you, I hope you will today. I'll put them together into one big celebratory episode later this week. If you've been listening, then you also know that my big crazy dream is to see if after mostly not making money from my creative work for the past 20 years, I can finally figure out a way to have this podcast support my family through this time when we've lost our income. And I have to say that the little voice that says that there's a big chance I'll fail is always there lurking, just waiting to get me down. But letting myself dream this week and then actively seeking out opportunities to show my gratitude to others has made it easier to quiet that little voice. Being grateful has made it easier to celebrate the little successes. It's prompted me to take some big chances. It's given me a sense of progress that I didn't have a week ago. I'll share more about that in a minute, but first I want to give you some reasons to celebrate in your own life too. This week, I read a great story by Teresa Amabile and Stephen J. Kramer and the Harvard Business Review called The Power of Small Wins. It snapped into place for me what I've been experiencing this week. Teresa and Stephen are researchers, and Teresa is a professor at Harvard Business School. For the past 15 years, they've been studying the connection between productivity and what they call the inner work life the mix of emotions, motivations, and perceptions a person experiences over the course of a workday. They found early on that when we feel positive about our work, we're more productive. But they wanted to get more specific. They wanted to understand the state of a person's inner work life that correlated with the highest levels of creative output. They asked 238 people from seven companies and 26 project teams to respond individually to an end-of-day email survey during the course of the project, which lasted just over four months. 
The nearly 12,000 diary entries from those participants showed that when people's inner work lives are positive, when they feel happy, are intrinsically motivated by the work itself, and have positive perceptions of their colleagues and the organization, they're more committed to the work and more collegial toward those around them. Of course, both inner work life and performance fluctuated from day to day, sometimes a lot. But a person's inner work life can fuel performance not just for a given day, but the next day too. They wanted to take the study even further to learn if there were ways to cultivate a more positive inner work life. So they looked more closely at the diary entries. What they found is what they call the progress principle, the subject of their story, which is pulled from their book of the same title. The progress principle is this. Of all the things that can boost emotions, motivation, and perceptions during a workday, the single most important is making progress in meaningful work. And the more frequently people experience that sense of progress, the more likely they are to be creatively productive in the long run. Whether they are trying to solve a major scientific mystery or simply produce high-quality product of service, everyday progress, even a small win, can make all the difference in how they feel and perform. I've seen the progress principle play out in my life this past week. All week long, as I've dreamed big dreams, I was reaching out to people to say thank you, to tell them how I appreciated them. And even though those moments of gratitude were small, sometimes just a thank you to a stranger, it did feel like progress. It took my mind off of my discouraging circumstances, things I couldn't control, and made me feel more optimistic about what I could control. It even made me feel more optimistic about my big crazy dream. I reached out to people that a week ago I wouldn't have had the energy to pursue, but who could help me get a little closer to my goal. I learned a bunch of new useful things, like how when you listen to a podcast with ads, the podcast only gets money if you listen to the whole ad. So one of the best ways you can support the podcast you love is to let the ads play, even the ones after the end credits. You may have noticed that there are sometimes ads in shelter in place lately. That's because Acast, my hosting company, recently asked me if I wanted to be a part of a beta program they're doing, where they offer ad support to some of their podcasters. When you listen to these ads, Acast splits those profits 50-50 with me. I learned that most of the podcasters who are making a living off their work are doing it through a combination of sources. Some have ad support, but they also have sponsors and paid subscribers and monthly donations. Teresa and Stephen go on to say, this is the progress principle made visible. If a person is motivated and happy at the end of the workday, it's a good bet that he or she made some progress. If the person drags out of the office, disengaged and joyless, a setback is most likely to blame. Progress and setbacks also affected motivation and perceptions. On progress days, people were more intrinsically motivated by their enjoyment of the work itself. They perceived more positive challenge in their work and saw their work relationships as more supportive. On setback days, they were not only less intrinsically motivated, but also less extrinsically motivated by recognition. They found their work less positively challenging, felt frustrated by their lack of freedom and resources, 
and perceived their teams as less supportive. They generally felt apathetic and disinclined to do the work at all. Teresa and Stephen write, when we think about progress, we often imagine how good it feels to achieve a long-term goal or experience a major breakthrough. These big wins are great, but they are relatively rare. The good news is that even small wins can boost inner work life tremendously. Many of the progress events our research participants reported represented only minor steps forward, yet they often evoked outsized positive reactions. On that note, my favorite journal entry from the story was this from a programmer. I smashed that bug that's been frustrating me for almost a calendar week. That may not be an event to you, but I live a very drab life, so I'm all hyped. Teresa and Stephen write that the key to motivating performance is supporting progress and meaningful work. Making headway boosts your inner life, but only if the work matters to you. You can also alter how meaningful your work is by shifting your perceptions. They write, When managers recognize people for the work they do, it signals that they are important to the organization. In this way, catalysts and nourishers can lend greater meaning to the work and amplify the operation of the progress principle. Of course, the opposite is also true. When a manager loses it, their employees lose their innate ability to be positive and productive as well. This story helped me understand why being grateful this week and feeling like I'm making progress with something has fueled my productivity and creativity. But it also made me realize how much I could do differently as I manage three little workers every day. For a brief pre-COVID-19 moment, I was making an effort every day to actively look for opportunities to praise my children whenever I saw them doing something helpful. I'd forgotten about that until I read this story. I think I need to get back to it, to give my little people a sense of progress and show that I support them. I already know intuitively that the tactic I'm using all too often right now of reacting with impatience and irritation isn't exactly boosting morale. Even as I've been creating opportunities for myself to see progress and celebrate little victories, I've forgotten that my kids need that too. Maybe for my birthday today, I can give them the gift of being the kind of manager who helps them develop a positive inner work life, who helps them celebrate the little things. Thanks to my wonderful sponsor, Brick and Mortar and Delta Wines, who out of the blue sent me a box of wine this week just because... We'll open something nice with dinner tonight. Wherever you are, I am raising a glass to you, to your big, crazy dreams, and to the small wins that will get us there. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Shelter in Place, I would love it if you could rate it and review it wherever you listen, share it with a friend, and subscribe. Shelter in Place is sponsored by Brick and Mortar and Delta Wines. Even in these tough times, this family business has stepped up to be the first sponsor of Shelter in Place. When you order wine from brickandmortarwines.com or winesforchange.com, you can get 10% off your order by using the promo code SHELTER. If you order six or more bottles from Brick and Mortar, you'll also get free shipping and overnight shipping in California. The Shelter in Place music was composed by Chase Horseman at Reactor Productions. 
and the shelter-in-place artwork was created by Sarah Edgel. As always, you can find links to the things I mentioned in each episode in my show notes at laurajoycedavis.com. Until tomorrow, this is Shelter in Place. I'm Laura Joyce Davis.